Right. I'd like to welcome listeners today to another episode of um, Coffee with the Health Commissioner. I am Krista Wasowski, the Health Commissioner for Medina County, and I am joined today by two public health nurses. I have Amy Lessick, who is a public health nurse in our Community Health Division, and I'm also joined by Jeannie Bunch, who's a public health nursing supervisor in our Community Health Division. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Nice to have you here. So today we're gonna we're gonna talk about back to school immunizations. So this has been you know quite the year. I know our nurses have been out busy doing a lot of COVID vaccine, but there's there are other immunizations and other back to school required immunizations that are that are out there. So I just thought it'd be nice to have a chance to talk with you a little bit about those today. Let's just get started. What what are the standard or the common vaccines that that are out there for children? When uh Children are born um, as babies. There's a whole slew of vaccines that they get, you know, at two months, four months, six months, um, one years old, and as they get older. And then when we're talking about back-to-school vaccines, when uh, children are going into kindergarten, they're due for vaccines. Um, there's recommended vaccines versus required vaccines for school. Um, but kindergarten, there's required vaccines. Um, going into seventh grade, there's a couple of required vaccines. And then going into 12th grade, there's some uh, required vaccines for school. <laughs> okay. So um, so what are those required vaccines? Sure. So for kindergarten, those that are entering kindergarten have to have um, complete their DTAP series, their polio series, MMR, chicken pox, and hepatitis B series. And then before going into seventh grade, seventh graders have to get um, a Tdap. So that would be a Tdap booster for them, as well as a meningococcal vaccine. It's meningococcal AWYSE. Um, and then for um, seniors going into 12th grade, they have to also get a meningococcal booster. Okay. And then there are other vaccines that are, that are, op- that are optional in Ohio. Right. So there's rec- uh, recommended vaccines. And um, I always like to tell parents, if you get the recommended mm-hmm. vaccines, which is what we want parents to mm-hmm. do, um, CDC has a list of recommended vaccines for all ages. And um, so I tell parents, if you get all the recommended vaccines, by default, you'll have everything re- required for school. Um, but those other vaccines that are not required for school are things like meningococcal B vaccine, HPV, the human papillomavirus mm-hmm. vaccine, um, Hepatitis A, so those are some that are recommended but not necessarily required for school. Okay. And within within the school setting then, so there are those that when a, when a child comes in uh, or gets a vaccine, I should ask, so where can you where do parents go to find those to find those vaccines that they need? They can start with their primary care doctor, their pediatrician. We also have them at the health department. Um, as a health department, we'll be going out to the, some of the schools um, and doing back-to-school clinics as well. Um, pharmacies do a lot of adolescent vaccines, not so much the younger children, but adolescent vaccines as well. And then we have our health center here um, at Medina, and we have a location in Wadsworth, too, that can do immunizations. Okay. So what happens, and I know, I know as a mom, you just get, I don't know, you kind of get busy, and... I also, it's a lot to keep track of sometimes. What if, what if you don't have a vaccine card? What if you know that you, you're pretty sure your child needs to get a vaccine, but you're not exactly sure if they have everything they need for school? What can you do? Um, you can always call the health department. Uh, we can find it. We can give you that information where you can get it, where it's all at. Um, oftentimes, the school nurse in their schools will be mindful of that and send home letters to them to let them know that, um, hey, your child's missing this vaccine or what have you. So. Okay. 
So what happens? I know this. I know that as a parent, you you need to give that that vaccine record to the child's school to get into kindergarten or into seventh grade or into twelfth grade. So what if that's something that um, that you've that you've not done? Are, are there exemptions to that? Yeah. So in the state of Ohio, you can have two exemptions. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you choose not to vaccinate your child, you can have a reason of conscience exemption, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. includes philosophical yeah. exemptions or religious exemptions. And then there, if there is a true medical contraindication, you can have a medical exemption, which is signed by a physician. Um, as far as the reason of conscience exemption, um, check with the, your school district as far as what documentation they want. There's mm-hmm. no standard state form that gets filled out. Um, each Some schools have their own form. Um, some schools will just accept a, will accept a letter from a parent saying that they're not immunizing their child and what um, vaccines they're choosing not to do. Okay. And then does, does that affect... Does that affect um, their enrollment in school in any way or what happens while they're in school? Um, so if they choose to have an exemption um, for vaccines, obviously they, they do attend school. Um, if there would be an outbreak and they're not immunized to what the disease of the outbreak, they would be excluded from school until that outbreak is resolved. Okay. And those, and those would be for those, those required vaccines. Right. We're not talking about... Um, we're not talking about COVID-19 vaccine, correct? Correct. correct. Yes. So it's the for the required vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, in the state of Ohio, by the 15th day of school, a uh, parent has to provide an immunization record or an exemption um, to the school, the school nurse. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about, um, about the safety of vaccines or the importance of vaccines. Well, I think we've seen the importance of vaccine with yeah. the COVID pandemic. <laughs> yeah. um, vaccines are safe. They've been around for a very, very long time. Um, the first vaccine was smallpox back in the 1700s. Um, so they've been around a long time. They've been established to be safe. They're obviously continuing to monitor all vaccines. Um, like I said, with the COVID pandemic, we've seen the real the importance of what vaccines do. Um, there's been an increase in vaccine hesitancy with, with some parents. Um, and with that, we've seen different peaks where there's you know, maybe um, outbreaks of, measles, for example, measles and things like that. So we see when, when we're not doing vaccines, we can see those diseases coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would imagine, I mean, you know, when you, some of the diseases that you talk about that you named earlier on, you know, um, mumps and rubella and, and right. things like that, it's just not something that, we see, and so I can imagine that it wouldn't be something that uh, that a parent might think is necessarily a, a potential threat to their child. Right, but the reason we don't see them is because yeah. of our vaccination rates. So you got to kind of keep that in mind. That's, yeah. that's the reason we don't see them. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have international travel. We have groups of um, you know different populations that choose not to immunize. We have immuse, areas of immunization disparities in Medina County. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you know, you're going to see the diseases still continue. So it's important yeah. to make sure you get those vaccines. I think we kind of, I, I, I know I forgot how really interconnected, you know, a plane ride away our country mm-hmm. is from, from the rest of the world. You know, even, you know, Medina County and Ohio and the U.S. Um, and we certainly saw that also mm-hmm. with COVID. We saw how quickly a, a disease came, uh, you know, to our shores. And, and that is something that it, as, a, as you're thinking about vaccine, um, something to probably keep in your mind that diseases are still out there and just Correct. because we don't see them necessarily here on a regular basis, they are um, somewhat endemic in other parts of the world and there are 
um, other people who are, are challenged with, with more disease than we are, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what else do you want to, is there anything that I haven't talked about yet? about vaccines or about back to school that you want to that you want to tell me about this morning? Sure, I I'd, I'd like to tell you that we'll be having some back to school clinics. Yeah, okay. Where um, are we going where's the health department going to be, Jeannie? <laughs> okay. Um, on um, August 10th, we will be at Wadsworth High School from 10 to 12 and Chatham Community Center from 4 to 7. On August 11th, we will be at the Wadsworth Middle School from 10:30 to 12:30 and at Buckeye Middle School from 11 to 1. The next day, August 12th, we'll be at Cloverleaf Middle School from 10 to 12, and that will be for both 7th graders and 12th graders, even though it's held at the middle school. On the 13th, which is um, a Friday, we'll be at Brunswick Rec Center from 9 to 2, so all the Brunswick all right. schools can come mm -hmm. right to that place, and again, it'll include 7th um, graders and 12th graders. And then we'll be at Highland in, on August 26th, at, um, at the middle school from four to six. Again, it's for seventh graders and um, seniors as well, 12th graders. Sounds like the public health nurses are taking their show back out on the road, Jeannie. Absolutely, yeah. we are. That's great. And you know, that's one of those things trying to make it as convenient as possible, being out in the school district, easy for parents um, to get in there and, and bring their children in. Now, the one thing that I didn't ask you about, what if a parent um, maybe is working or maybe works out of county and can't easily bring their child in, can a, can a grandparent or an aunt or someone bring a child to a clinic to get their shots? Yes, they can. If we have um, a written consent from that parent, and then what we'll usually do is we'll call the parent to be sure that the person that's bringing them is indeed who they gave okay. you know, that um, permission for. So yes, okay. we absolutely will. We try to make it as easy as possible, yeah. but we do understand sometimes the hours are different because parents work. Yeah, yeah. And I know you had some some evenings and some longer days to try to try to make that easier, but certainly yes. um, any you know things come up. Right. So. And I'd like to tell you too, Krista, that um, if um, folks' families are coming in to get vaccines for their children and they need the COVID vaccine, we will have the COVID vaccine also available to not only the student or the children, but as well as the parents. For children that are age eligible? That's exactly right. Yep. We'll have some Pfizer out there. That's okay. exactly right. We will have Pfizer. Yeah. And we'll have, too, all the recommended vaccines in addition to the ones that are required yes. for school, too. Yeah, I know um, there's a lot of talk about how during COVID, a lot of uh, medical appointments weren't kept, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things happening in the world at the time. Mm -hmm. So this might be a big, um, a big back to school season to, to try to get kids um, caught up and, and already. So right. Not just this year, but for the last for year, you're years. absolutely right. Mm -hmm. yep. You don't have to wait till back to school. You can certainly make an appointment mm -hmm. now with your primary care doctor, with your pediatrician, or call here to the health department mm -hmm. to make an appointment if you want to get that done before the back to school mm -hmm. rush. But I think it'll all be here before we know it. <laughs> I think so too. All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure having the chance to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you. Medina County Coffee with the Health Commissioner can be found on Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app.